One, two, check, one, two. Is the manosphere officially dead? The Griff Report starts right now. Two, one, boom. Hotep Jesus. Of all the Jesuses I know, he's the Hotepiest. Social scientist and YouTube host, Hotep Jesus. How the fuck do you get a name like Hotep Jesus? He's the one and only Hotep Jesus. Brian Sharp, better known to the world as Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Somebody said... What do you think you are? Some kind of Hotep Jesus? Ooh, yeah, that's that was good. Just like, ooh, that's sexy. <laughs> yes, I do think I'm Hotep <laughs> Jesus. Hold on a second, I'm eating. Mm. I gotta hold on, man. I need to get my nutrition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, we got a fire show lined up for you today. Don't worry. Let's put my plate right there before we get into today's festivities. <clears throat> Where's my apex? I have apex with your meal. I have apex with your meal. Not only am I the president, I'm also the client. Hold on now. All right. Here we go. Good afternoon, Hoteps. Welcome to the Griff Report live Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. I'm your host, the Griff God. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Oh, this is a real Hotep, brother. Hotep to the chat. Hotep to the Hotep of Stannies. Hotep. What's up, y'all? Mm. She said he act like we called him. Hold on, I'm eating. <laughs> uh, what up? May the salt flow. Welcome. Willie Handy, what up? Uncle Hotep, cousin in the house. Uh, who else is here? Jake Pollard, Steph Colonel, Dr. Phil's good. Pause. Strong dad in the house. From my high horse, Haram Life, I see you. Jake Pollard, I see you. Listen, man. Let me show y'all what I saw last night. And I said, what the hell is going on? I'm going to put it on your screen in just a second. Give me a moment. Give me a moment to uh, get combobulated here. Hold on a second. Let's put this on your screen. You should see it right about now. Oh, no, that's not it. We're going to get to that in a second. <clears throat> right here. Right here. So this came across my timeline last night. Rolo Tomasi, Godfather of the Red Pill, says the Red Pill is officially dead. And on this panel, we have, uh, this is the Fresh and Fit podcast. Somebody tagged Rational Mail, a.k.a. Rolo Tomasi, and said, uh, well, take a look at this. And they tag, and they say Pearl with the uh, facepalm emoji. <clears throat> and it looks like they got uh, 
three other women on this panel uh, look like the uh, OnlyFans uh, persuasion type situation going on here and a couple of other chads, I guess we can call it. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to call the Rational Mail, a.k.a. Rolo Tomasi, to get some clarification on this. Because I was like, what? Like, what, what, what happened? You know, like, how could the, how could one woman destroy the red pill? So let's go ahead and get Rolo on the line here. Hold on while I pull up his info. Here we go. We're going to give him a call. All right, here we go. Let's see. Hello? Rolo. Hey, what's happening? What's up, man? It's Hotep Jesus here. We are live on the Griff Report over on the East Coast. How you feeling, bro? Good, good. How are you? Can you hear me okay? I got my earbuds in. Yep, I hear you loud and clear. You sound great. Um, So I was just telling uh, the audience here that I ran across this tweet last night. And uh, you said in response to um, Pearl going on Fresh and Fit that the red pill is officially dead. I texted you earlier, asked you to come on the show to see if you could provide some clarification. So here we have you live. Can you please give us some clarification as to what you meant by this comment? The red pill is officially Um, dead. Well, I think we've been sort of seeing it gradually decay over the course of the last year, actually. Um, on the, um, I was on, um, my panel show rule zero. Uh, we do a, a year end show, um, right around like new year's Eve. And, uh, I explained, um, on 2022, I said by August of 2023, you would not be able to recognize the manosphere. And if anything, I think it happened earlier than, <laughs> than mm. August. Um, and so what tipped you off what today? I meant by that? Well, we go in cycles. This is usually how it happens. I, I mean, you and I have been, you know, part of this for a long time. Um, I've been, you know, writing and doing what I do in the manosphere for uh, 22 years now. Gosh, and I think I met you back in 2012. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so needless to say, we're kind of veterans at this, and I think we've been through the cycles here. So, like, right around 2015, 2016, when everything sort of ramped up for Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton, that's when everybody wants to use the quote-unquote red pill as their, you know, personal pet ideological brand. So, really, the red pill from – if you're just going to use it in terms of, like, oh, it's whatever is true, right? Well, if people want to use it as that, you know, an analogy for that, then they can just put whatever, you know, whatever their pet ideology happens to be. And so right around the poll, right around, you know, an election cycle is when everybody comes out of the woodwork and, you know, they want to say, well, you know, the alt-right is red pill or this is red pill or that is red pill and what, whatever. And they did the same thing back in 2015, 2016. Um, if you remember, I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember what Candace Owens' uh, Twitter handle used to be? Red Pill Black. It was Red Pill Black. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that's what, that's what I mean. It's like we go through these cycles. And so the Red Pill kind of dies off. And then, you know, right around 2017, it starts to pick up again. 2018 comes around. 2019, 2020, things start, you know, we, we get into a, a, an election cycle right around um, – 
you know, like a year before, like 18 months out. Like if it's if it's November 6th is the the day after, well, November 5th. November 5th is the Tuesday that, you know, Super Tuesday where you go and vote. November 6th is the day that everything just sort of like just fades away, just evaporates. And so all of the, all of the, you know, all of the, 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 the hysteria and all of the hype that happens around, um, you know, an election cycle, it really starts like 18 months out these days. And so that's why I made that prediction back in um, 2022 is that, you know, you're probably not going to be able to recognize it. So all these people who, excuse me, came in to the sphere, the manosphere um, in the last like three or four years, they haven't been through these cycles. So they don't know, like this is all new to a lot of people like Myron Fresh, Pearl, um, all the people who are, uh, we, we think of as now as sort of like staples in the red pill of the manosphere. This is, you got to remember these like, fresh and fit hasn't even been around for more than three years. Yeah. And, and Pearl hasn't even been around for two years, really, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like they've been here for fucking ever. Right. Okay. So, um, so I'm just, all I'm doing is just calling out the fact that we're going through this cycle right now and the red pill is officially going to be gone because uh, I mean, as far as in, in the instance that we know it, it's not that it won't come back after November 6th. It will. But all these people who are, you know, making a, a you know, making their building their brands off of the red pill, they're just, it's, it's not even about the message. It's not about the idea. It's not about the, it's not about the mission anymore. It's not about objective truth. It's about brand building. And when it is more expedient, let's just say for your brand to, adopt red pill as a, you know, as a, as a, a brand term or, you know, a hashtag or something like that. When that becomes a liability, when the red pill or the manosphere or being associated, I hear a lot of people right now will say, I'm not red pill, but I'm red pill adjacent. And it's like, motherfucker, you were red pill just not even six months ago or a year ago. And now you want to be red pill adjacent. And the reason for that is because they were never about it. They were only about building a brand. And it seemed like using like MGTOW or black pill or red pill or, you know, TradCon or whatever it is. By the way, I would, I would just as easily use the term TradCon Mm -hmm. as I would red pill. It's Mm -hmm. just a brand identifier right now. And it's not really about, what the red pill is like, as far as I'm concerned, you know, intersexual dynamics and the praxeology of intersexual dynamics. And, you know, going back 20, 22 years now, um, it's just simply turned into a brand identifier. And so when I see like former, like people who are just at each other's throats, like brand wise, and, and um, when, when you're looking at people who are like competing brands, suddenly they, find some common ground or it's like we got to unite the tribes or we got to, you know, we all got to come together and fight the power kind of thing. And it's all about, you know, solidarity and, and unity and stuff like that. All that shit's going to like evaporates November 6th. Trust me. Mm. And because it follows a very predictable pattern. Same thing happened in 2020, same thing happened in 2015, well, 2016. And the same thing's happening right now. And I, again, that's one of the reasons I made that prediction back in the day because it, or, you know, like about, well, actually about 18 months ago, um, that, you know, we go through cycles and the people who are red pill adjacent and they don't want to have anything to do with the red pill. Like even, even Andrew Tate is throwing the red pill under the bus these days because it's just not, it's a liability now for him to to say he's red pill. 
Mm. So now it's like, oh, I'm a family guy. Here's the kids I used to. Here's here's the kids I've always had that I'm just now showing you. They were my secret kids, but I wasn't. It wasn't on brand for me to show you my children, and now it is. Uh, you know, same thing. All these guys who were like these incorrigible players now suddenly they want to be like family men, and they want to they want to you know get on board with like <laughs> like myself or like. Ryan Stone, who we've always had kids. We've always had families. We've, it's always been part of who we are. And we got run up the flagpole for it by these guys who wanted to say, you know, where's your receipts? Where's your receipts? Well, now they're re- the same receipts as the, the kid that they never told you about, right? Or now it's the, the secret wife that they had that they never told you about because now it's on brand and now it works and it's more expedient for their brand. And that's why I'm just saying it's like, it's, it's, is the red pill dead? And it's not really dead, but I think as a as a brand identifier, it, it's like effect, effectively it's meaningless at this point. Mm. Wow. Okay. So there's a lot to unpack there. So I think what you alluded to was there was at some point a little bit of uh, animosity between the brands of Fresh and Fit and Pearl, and now they put that aside for the benefit of mm-hmm. business. Right. I think I, I, I'm just like, at what point do you, at what point do you like become like what you used to hate? You know what I mean? It's like, what's that, what's that line from Batman or something like that? You know, you yeah. you know, die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself be the villain. Like right. now we're getting to the live long enough to see the, see yourself as a villain or to, to become what you've always said that you were against. Right. So, and just a, I mean, and I understand it from a brand perspective, and I understand it from, you know, sort of, you know, staying financially solvent. But then you also have to, like, weigh that against, like, what you got into it in the first place. Well, what was the idea? What was the what was the, the motivation behind it? And was it always about the money, or was it actually about the red pill? Was it about helping guys? Was it about, like, keeping the noose off of guys' necks? Was it about, like, educating? Was it about, you know... Uh, having good conversations, or is it just about brand survival right now? And it seems like well, the closer we get to election time, when shit changes and it's not as profitable as it used to be, then now suddenly we're going to we're going to create alliances that we never would have created in the first place. Mm, okay, so sounds like here we got some nominees for the Grifties. Shout out to Grifties.com. March 9th, get your <laughs> tickets. <laughs> Um, which okay. I which I introduced one year. I think I got to I got to, what was that? I got to do year one. Of the year. <laughs> year one, yes, you did. Year one, he was yeah. a presenter at the Grifty. Shout out to Rolo. So Rolo, why is a, I don't get the connection between the red pill and election season? Have they deviated from talking mm-hmm. about intersexual dynamics and moved to talking about politics? What does this have to do with election season? Oh, yeah. Well, you can you can look at you can see this right now in the popularity of. Um, uh, um, I hate, for lack of a better term, like networks or conglomerates like Daily Wire, or if you look now, Tim Pool's new organization with Lauren Chen, which is Tenet Media. Um, if you look at uh, The Blaze, if you look at, um, well, I guess PragerU to a lesser degree, but if you look at like, these, there's there's these companies really that are just basically, they're kind of like, um, they're kind of like parallels to the old TV, the commercial TV networks, right? right. So now you've got like you've got I mean Daily Wire is the most obvious one. Who do they have? They got Candace Owens, they got Ben Shapiro, they got Matt Walsh, they got you know all these basically conservative traditional conservative pundits that are on there. It's really sort of like the online version of Fox News these days, mm. um, but it's more about engagement media and those those the content creators that are under that 
that conglomerate under that aggregate, they they twist in the wind. It's like whatever is the the topic du jour of the time is really what they're going to talk about. So whenever it's a slow news cycle, you'll see Matt Walsh will respond to something that Pearl said on Twitter, and he'll have content for that week, right? Mm. And so it, it's it's occurred to me that like during the political seasons. We can go there's, – there's really two things that are going – well, I should say two. It's about three things that are going on right now. First one is the international stuff. So you can talk about the Ukraine. You can talk about Russia. You can talk about Palestine and Israel. Those are out of my wheelhouse. I don't, I don't fuck with that stuff. But, like, I understand people are doing that because it's popular in, a, in an election cycle because that's the international sort of, like, foreign policy side of things. Right. Then there's the social side of things. So it's like, well, you know, we need to save the West. We need to save the West from degeneracy. Let's get back to traditional conservative values. Let's and and then by, by the way, it's not just them too. It's also the progressive left that are you know jumping on board as well. And so you got uh, and how this happens, I don't know why anyone takes destiny as some sort of like you know legitimate you know source for any kind of you know authoritative take on on foreign policy much less social policy right but guys like that people like pearl they're they're patsies they're they're easy to sort of criticize they're just there to be criticized so if it's a slow news week or something's not going on internationally or there's not a new scandal or trump is in trouble for some some bullshit um, they've got to find some way to generate content. And how do you do that? Well, you can do that either on an international scale, like on a foreign, you know, foreign policy scale, or you can do it on a social scale. The social side of things happens to be the red pill right now. So it's never Rolo or Myron or anyone else is talking about this stuff. It's always those red pill guys. They never mm. name names. Like, God forbid they would ever name names because then they'd have to get specific and they'd have to back up their bullshit and their convictions. Mm. But the the political angle to all of this is that during an election cycle, there are certain topics that are more popular than others. And so all the people who were all about the red pill and all about, um, you know, wanted to get into this stuff and build brands off of intersexual dynamics or my work or, or my books or anybody else's for that, even Kevin Samuels, right? Mm -hmm. um, Anybody who wanted to sort of be like part of the red pill or the manosphere, now suddenly they don't want to be because it's not as politically or socially acceptable in a political year or in, a, in an election year when everyone is trying to sort of get back to traditional values and reject, you know, the player lifestyle or reject uh, what, what the red pill, you know, has to say, or it's pick and pull, right? They'll mm -hmm. say, oh, well, you know, I like what they have to say about guys getting in the gym and doing better and being better men and being the best versions of themselves. But I don't like this part and I don't like that. And so suddenly just like, you know, by inch or by mile, it becomes uh, a, a conversation of now I'm not red pill, even though I was for the last year, now I'm red pill adjacent. And now six months after that, fuck those red pill guys. I've been part of it too long. And, you know, they're just a bunch of whiners and a bunch of pussies and, and then as soon as November 6th rolls around, then it's, well, this isn't working for me anymore. And all the topics that were playing very well for my brand, well, maybe now I want to be back in, into the red pill in the manosphere one more time. I, I, it's just I've like seen these that. guys who just I, like cycle through it. I, I've seen that in the crypto world. Like when crypto was dead, everybody ran to the red pill and started talking about relationships. Yep. And then as soon as yep. Bitcoin came back, I was like, thank God. So we don't have to hear your shitty ass opinions, right? <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> yes, please but, leave. Yeah, <laughs> the door. <laughs> yeah, you're LARPing, you're grifting. You know, I can't stand it from you know the crypto point of view. Now, with the uh, Fresh and Fit and and Hannah situation, um, you think this is a misstep by Fresh and Fit? They shouldn't align with her. Is she toxic to the red pill? Is she, you know, is this um, about Pearl or is this about the topic they talked about it's, last night? It's, 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 in particular, it's about Pearl, I think. I mean, okay. you've got to remember that Pearl is Pearl is somebody that they said they would never do any collapse with. There are, there's Why? Sort of like Abba Why did they treats. say like, they would I, never like, do? I mean, what's, what, I mean really, what's, really, what's next? Is, is Abba and, Are they going to, like, bury the hatchet with Abba and Preach and get on board with Abba and Preach? I don't see that happening, but I can't say that it wouldn't after all this. So, no, uh, here's, the, here's the thing. Is, well, wait, wait, hold on, hold that, on, Rolo. That, Why, Why did they say that they would never do anything with Pearl? Was Did she do something well, because, to them? Or? Because Pearl essentially lifted their, their program, lifted their theme, lifted oh. their template for their show. She's basically okay. the white girl, you know, the cheaper Walmart white girl version in London of Fresh and Fit, right? <laughs> okay. I mean, and, and by the way, there, and not, not to not to you know put too fine a point on it because I, you know, myself and Michael Sartine, we do Access Vegas, which is a variation on that theme. Right. Whatever podcast, same thing. Uh, Purple Pill podcast, same fucking thing. Whatever. Like, there's there's so many like imitators of that. It's almost like, do you remember when? Howard Stern came out and he had that format and he had Robin Robin on there and he yep. had all these people and they had the you know the sound effects and everything and everybody started repeating and, and taking that template and you know they did variations on the theme some better than the other but he was the originator I kind of look at Myron as sort of like the Howard Stern of this sort of genre right okay but if you look at Pearl the thing is is Pearl's this you know nice little you know, preppy white rich girl who just wanted to get into this and wanted to find something to do. I mean, if you know anything about her background, you know that, you know, she comes from a very wealthy family. Her dad bankrolled practically everything that she's had up to this point. And so, I mean, there's that aspect, but that's not even the problem. I think the bigger problem is this, is that whenever there's criticism of the red pill, the only name that's ever mentioned is Pearl. So Mm. she becomes the figurehead she becomes the face of she uh, like i mean hell even like pierce morgan was calling her the female andrew tate for fuck's sake right mm. so what happens is then she goes on pierce pierce morgan and she gets run up the flagpole for her you know her uh, i don't know if i could say this on your show but like the her guitar song that wasn't you know let's just say it was an anti-semitic guitar song not right. too long ago and she it's like her job is to be to look bad her job is to make the red pill look ridiculous yeah. because every time you get a big name, like, like a, a Pierce Morgan, or you get, uh, she goes and uh, she's on the lips of anybody on daily wire. It's always a critique. It's never anything constructive. I mean, when she went on with Ethan Klein on H3, H3, he just destroyed her. Uh, when she goes on vice, when she goes on Jubilee, when she goes on, I mean, on any other platform, she's there to look ridiculous. She's mm. there to make fun of. She's there to pillory, right? She's mm-hmm. the whipping girl, the whipping boy, right? And so she's a patsy is, mm. is what I would say. And so whenever anybody wants to talk about the red pill, instead of saying those red, if they ever mention a name, it's never me. It's never Myron. It's never anyone else. It's never, it's hell, it's not even Andrew Tate these days. It's it's Pearl Davis. I'm starting to and see a lot of people to, on the timeline. Yeah, I'm starting to see a lot of people well, her, in the timeline keep mentioning Pearl, 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 and yeah, I I, I see mm-hmm. what you're saying. Yeah, there's there. I mean, if you say red pill, you mean Pearl. 
right? Mm. If you like, uh, for like, anyways, the 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 point I'm trying to make here is that she's really there as a patsy. She's there as the fall person. She whenever, like I said, whenever it's a slow news cycle at Daily Wire. They have Pearl go out there and throw out a, a grenade or a Molotov cocktail and say, you know, hey, we should repeal the 19th or women should be submissive to their husbands or they let's whatever it is. that's sort of like agitprop, you know, it's yeah. whatever is agitating. And then you'll and by the way, that'll be Wednesday's show for Matt Walsh. It'll be Wednesday's show for Candace Owens. It'll be Ben Shapiro, you know, scowling and cringing at uh, on a 45 second TikTok video. And that's the content for that week. And that's all she's there to do is to make the make Red the Red Pill look bad because she doesn't know what she's talking about. She has no background in it and she can't defend any point when she's like put on the spot on any of these shows. So yeah. really, all I can say is she's probably the single worst representative of the idea, anyways, of what you know. The just maybe it's brand survival. I don't know. I don't honestly. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you this is that I don't think it's the best move for you know for the red. That's why I said the red pill's dead because if this is the red pill, then it's no longer the red pill. Mm. What message would you give to Myron in regard to this subject matter and how to deal with? Well, I, I've, already, I've already talked to Myron. I mean, Myron and I are cool. I mean, yeah. everything's fine. I mean, it's, I, it's no big deal. I'm not going to work. I'm not going to do any collabs with them if Pearl Davis is in the fucking room. Mm. That's simply it's I, it, it delegitimizes 22 plus years of the shit that I've been doing for a very long time now. Mm. Um, there's absolutely no or by the other than the fact that she's a snake to begin with. Mm. Um, you know, I'm not going to align myself or, or endorse or legitimize a person whose sole purpose is to look ridiculous, is so, to to set a narrative of ridiculousness when it comes to the red pill. And so people can mock her. Yeah. And if that's the case, then all they do is help. And so here's the thing. It's like, you know, this is like a lot of the stuff that I talk about when I'm uh, when I'm dealing with these guys, it's I'm dealing with men who are in some cases suicidal, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're zeroed out, they're out fresh out of a divorce, they're at their wits end, um, they're what for lack of a better term, zeroed out, right? Yeah. And when the red pill is made to be ridiculous, it's made to be we're we're made to laugh at it and to dismiss it. What you're doing is you are dissuading guys who are looking for answers who might otherwise be helped by it, mm. and you're putting them at a disadvantage. I'm not saying you're putting the noose so, around their neck, yeah. but I will say you are inhibiting their ability to find and equip themselves and educate themselves and to enlighten themselves to it's like, hey, maybe there's maybe things aren't as bad as they are, but mm. they're never going to get that message if Pierce Morgan says this is the, the Pearl Davis is the face of the fucking red pill. Yeah. She's the one who is is an obstacle to these guys finding the help that they need. So what you're saying, saying is she's when you the have one a... responsible for it, but she is dissuading these guys and, and is, is acting as a passy, acting as some something that's easily dismissed as ridiculous. So so basically you're saying you know it's dangerous for legitimate red pill content creators to platform her because it partly legitimizes her. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm. And then, and so, but we, but then after November 6th, we won't have to deal with this, right? Well, after November 6th, I think things die down because I don't, I, I, I mean, everything changes right after that. Yeah. Everything changes because all of the things that we're going to find, I think it was you 
who like I remember back in 2020 when you were the one who was saying there's going to you were, you made the prediction I don't know if it was exactly about C19 but you were saying there's going to be some heavy shit that comes down because the 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 political powers that be are desperate and you were right man you were absolutely right about everything that you you were talking about back in 2020 because I remember those conversations and I remember those shows and Thank you. quite honestly I think we're going to see something very similar to that but what happens right after the election what happens right after all that and all this all, the whole landscape changed but the board is cleared at that point we can start a new chess match on november 6th mm, mm, interesting interesting well rollo thank you for providing some clarity um i'm sure. clear now on on what the issue is and um keep doing the good work out here helping guys and i appreciate you for joining the platform bro anytime you know i love you bro i love you bro that's it. Bye. Rollo Tomasi. Rollo. Um, he's made he made some points. I think he made some points. You know, I think I think his beef is not exactly with, you know, I mean, obviously it's directly an issue with Pearl, but I don't think he has beef with Pearl. I think it's just more like, hey, Pearl's a troll. Let's not take her serious. And then that's 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 good feedback for for the fresh and fit guys. I think that's legitimate feedback because you know if they want to be taken seriously, if they want the red pill to be taken seriously, you can't legitimize a troll. Um, there's there's plenty of trolls that want to get access to the Griff Report, and I just won't have them on because you know uh, coming on on many reputable platforms that people take serious um, does exactly what Rollo says. It sort of legitimizes you. You know, it, it it legitimizes you, makes you legitimate in the eyes of some. Um, and specifically with Pearl, it's more about legitimizing her in this lane specifically. Right. It's like one thing to platform her if your platform, you know, covers trolls. But it's another thing um, when your platform is um, about the red pill, about the red pill. So the red pills on life support. We're going to uh, hope that, uh, you know, things change in the future. But um, with that being said, let's talk about Hotep Rage. Hotep Rage. Let's let's take a look here. Rolo seems bitter. I don't think it's bitter. I think he's just very protective of something he built. Right. Like he helped build it and. He, and and I think what it is, it's a legitimate gripe, right? Like, Fresh and Fit said, yo, we not fucking with Pearl. Five minutes later, hey, let's bring Pearl on the show, right? It's That's a bit hypocritical. And Rolo's like, look, y'all said y'all wasn't going to mess with this bitch. Now y'all messing with her, and you know she a troll, and you know she delegitimizes the movement. The movement gets enough flack as it is. I think he's got a legitimate concern there. Um, I think, I think there's, uh, somebody said I should ask what happened between him and Pearl. I don't, I don't want to do the gossip messy stuff. I like to deal with the concepts behind things. Um, but yeah, anyway, with that being said, YouTube's acting a little janky, but, um, we're going to take a look at a Hotep rage. It's, it's a, you know, so Hotep rage is a phenomenon where as you become more and more Hotep, it comes with anger. And we have called that 
um, Hotep Rage. And what we have today is a 11 minute recording. Uh, this is a black history rant from Strong Dad's wife. So we're going to take a listen to this and I'll make some commentary where I see fit as we go along. So let's take a listen. We never get anything because you can't even prove that you're fucking worth anything, my nigga. <laughs> like, you're making it so much harder for us to get anything. Because all you want to do is take everything like a joke. It's niggas out here being serious. You're tripping. Baby. You almost went to jail for this. Now, that's a good point. That's a good point. There's people out here that are, like, taking geopolitics seriously, um, national politics seriously, and everybody want to play around and joke. You know, it kind of bridges off of the whole Pearl thing, right? Like, everybody wants to troll, and it's just like, can we act like an adult for once? So I agree with what she's saying. And niggas don't want to take nothing seriously. <laughs> for real, it's people risking their whole livelihoods. You know what I'm talking about? This, this, that, this, that, uh... This that February, you know what I'm saying? This that that February Black History Month pack. Put the fucking weed down and stop naming it after Black History Month. Baby, this is just a minority of Black people. This is not all Black people aren't these I dumb know, niggas on the internet. These are the niggas though, because they are the ones that the white people put the spotlight on to make us look like fucking degenerates. They <laughs> fucking get mad at Bath and Body Works. For making a fucking watermelon candle when all they want to fucking do is eat watermelon. Oh my god. <laughs> like, how are you gonna be mad when they laugh in our face with stereotypes, but then you turn around and accept every single black stereotype as black hole? No, 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 no. It's either them or you go to the political stage and it's these fucking coony ass niggas, like that one black chick that be in a free. Cooney ass niggas. Add that to your vocabulary. It's no longer coon, it's cooney. I like that. Let's continue. Council, uh, council rooms talking about Biden administration and shit. We got chicken eating, chicken eating niggas and coons. <laughs> chicken eating niggas and coons. And both of them make it to the national stage. Chicken eating niggas and coons. <laughs> Go off, sis. Everybody else stays maybe on social media. And we're talking and about and we're talking about left and right coons. We're not even talking every about coon, every coon. every single one. If they're saying some coon shit, they are on TV. <laughs> yeah, they're I mean... on TV. And, and and if they're looting and eating chicken and fucking robbing and stealing, they're also on TV. <laughs> she got a point there. She got a point there. They take the worst elements of us, the coon, the coonie or the niggy, and put them on TV. I'm going to let it continue, though. <laughs> everybody else who's really on their fucking grind for the community, they on the back seat. Mm. But everybody else is on the back seat. That's true. That's true. They take the real legitimate black people and move them to the back of the bus. Don't don't let nobody see normal black people. Don't let nobody see productive black people. Don't let them see good black people. Show them the niggies and show them the coonies. She's right. They're on the back seat. Just just hoping they can get an interview. Just scraping for a fucking interview. 
<laughs> you do a fucking, you do a fucking food and book drive for schools in Philadelphia, you get maybe 50 people, maybe, mm. probably more like 25. You tell niggas it's nigga de Mayo, come get some fucking chicken and margaritas. You nigga de Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga de Mayo. <laughs> Ayo. Strong dad, your wife got jokes. <laughs> she said y'all out here celebrating Nigga de Mayo. Oh, Lord have mercy. We're going to get to the supers in a minute. Appreciate you, Retro Neon, Uncut Underground. We're going to get to the supers in a minute. <laughs> Pack a fucking club full of hundreds of fucking people. This is hilarious. Because it's like, how long have you been sitting on this? Because it's like, them niggas is getting the stage. Now, I want to add something here. She hit on something. She said, you you have nigga de Mayo and everybody pull up. The club is packed. But if you have a book drive, ain't no niggas around. You know what the solution is, chat? You got to have nigga de Mayo de book. Uh, how do you say books? Libros? Uh, nigga de Mayo de Libros. You got to put them together. And I've been saying this for a long time. Like, you want to organize the black community? Make sure you got some free food there. And you got to trick these motherfuckers. You know, when they get there, it's like, want some chicken? Yeah. Here's a book. You know, you got to donate a book, read a book, you know, every page gets you a sip of Kool-Aid or, 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 or sweet tea. You know what I mean? I think we on sweet tea now. We passed Kool-Aid. You know, you, you read a book, you get some chicken. You know, you got you to gotta combine Nigga De Mayo and the book drive. They are getting the stage to speak, and all they can say is, Nigga DeMaio, come get your chicken. And you got niggas like King Randall scraping to get interviews on the news. We're going to talk about King Randall. We're going to talk about him. This is all they do, right? They do nigga shit, and then they be like, I'd love to see my people up. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> they do nigga shit, and they be like, this is why I love to see all us coming together over nigga chicken? <laughs> Creators because they was talking about how they were on black and black. So I follow hella black creators. These niggas ain't doing shit. <laughs> For real. They're not. I'm at the point now, I'm like, fuck black history, bro. We do not need that shit. We don't even deserve that shit. He said, fuck black history, bro. We don't even need that shit. We don't deserve it. Let, it, let, let her cook. <laughs> For real. And then the only people we highlight or take the time to to to, to talk about is niggas white people gave us. Mm. <laughs> Seriously. It's, it's, the same, it's the same niggas every year. Rosa Parks, MLK. Like, it's the same niggas. Like, did they not realize that we had, like, life has gone on since then? Mm. Like, it's niggas that almost went to jail last summer. <laughs> And niggas and I said nothing about them. Mm. Come on, like. And then when 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 the black when the black people that was in the streets was like, we're tired of this shit, and we don't really feel like we want to, you know what I'm saying, keep going on this shit. Now we're self-hating blacks. 
Niggy, y'all are not recognizing anybody who's going to jail for your for your rights, my nigga. Yo, I love when she call him Niggy. <laughs> Niggy. <laughs> Niggy. <laughs> Niggas have kids risking their whole freedom. And you're like eating chicken and shit. <laughs> 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 like, really, what has been happening good for us this month? Nothing. Not to mention Jonathan Majors getting fucking dragged by these white people to the freaking depths. Mm. This nigga's going to Davy Jones fucking locker and he's never coming back. His career is done. Mm. You over here looking for Coretta Scott King and both of them bitches is white. Mm. So how on earth are you looking for Coretta Scott King, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Your track record is not proving any of that shit. Matter of fact, his testimony was that whatever he said to her, that was false. Because you're not looking for Curtis Scott King in these fucking white bitches. You have a history of four white bitches past this bitch. And you gonna tell her she needs to be Coretta Scott King or Michelle Obama. Sorry, bro. You're looking in the wrong place. Mm. And now you're embarrassing us, guy. But, yeah, definitely dark February. This is not a lit February. This shit is trash. I, don't even, I can't even call it woke shit anymore because they let white people hijack it. They mixed with the LGBTQ plus community so uh -oh. fucking much uh -oh. <laughs> that the word woke that we started, we can't even say that shit anymore. Mm. Can't even say woke no more. Because it's a war on woke. <laughs> You're right. So no, I don't even know what to call it. Yeah. I don't want to hear no hood nigga talk about the right to bear arms, nigga, because you're just shooting niggas. Yo, babe. <laughs> like, you're like, yeah, it's my second amendment. Shut up, bro. Because you'd have been doing that shit even if it was illegal. And what you're doing is illegal. Oh. Nigga, still talking about the John Moran shit. Man, it's the second amendment right to bear arms. This nigga was doing his shit illegally. And here we go again talking about it's always right to bear arms until it's black people. No, nigga. <laughs> that wasn't his gun. He shouldn't even have that shit. He was bearing arms illegal as fuck. And now we're gonna sit up here and try to back him with the right to bear arms? This is why nobody take us serious. Uh. And we gonna sit up here and say, it's always for black people. And I'm sick of that shit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because when fucking it's like it's like niggas can't even like they can't ungrasp that white people shit. <laughs> yeah. Because when what when what's the names won the um Super Bowl, they was like, see, Kelsey got that skin tone that saved him from anything, cause cause he just ran up and pushed the coach. And if that was a black man, he would have never got it. what the fuck are y'all talking about? Hey, like what, what about Ron Art? What about, what's the other, the, 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 not Ron Artest, the other nigga. The other basketball nigga who be attacking niggas. Oh, fucking, uh. <laughs> what about that dude? Is that like Gary or something or some shit like that? I don't know what his name, name I can't remember his name at this moment. Yo, he be fucking niggas But up. he do be fighting he's all the time. And the thing is like, it took a while, because he's been in the league for a long time. He has gray hair out. Yes, he's been, he's been doing that for a minute. <laughs> Yeah, that whole Kelsey, Travis Kelsey situation, that shit was trash. They was like, oh, if he was black, I'm like, no, Travis Kelsey is a superstar. Well, I broke that down for y'all. What I'm saying is this. Y'all are making up fake scenarios in your head to be. Oh, Draymond? They talking about Draymond Green? Is that who they talking about? 
Latrell Sprewell Sprewell used to go off too. What up, Chad? Depressed, my nigga. That didn't happen. We don't know what it would have been if it was a black nigga, because that's not a black nigga. Okay? And it's like every time something happens, they be like, if he was black, he would have been fired. Shush. Shush, shush, shush. Because this is why they don't take us serious. Because oh. you're crying about hypothetical scenarios that have not happened. Oh. Now, if he was black, and he really was black in the video, and they really did do him dirty, then you can be like, wow, they did the same dirty. <laughs> but that did not happen. And now here we come with the, if he was black. But mm. he's not black. He's white. <laughs> it's just like, this is black history month, and y'all are focused on white people. Uh. And white people are focused on black people. Also, what the... Oh, oh. They're focused on yeah, they're focused on they're focused on black people. But they're focused on the wrong ones. They're focused on the wrong niggas, and they're just saying it's every niggas, and they're so focused on us because we've been so focused on them that mm. we out here talking about whiteness must die. Mm. Nigga, why in your right black <laughs> mind? Why would you sit up there and be like, whiteness must die. We must kill white supremacy and expect white supremacists to be like, hmm, yes. <laughs> like, what are you doing, bro? Are you trying to, like, show the cards? Mm. <laughs> like, mm. it's nothing covert. Mm. Whiteness must die? You think we're going to win? Mm. This nigga's going to obliterate us. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> said the white man gonna kick our ass oh lord have mercy what a black history month rant this is what kind of war tactic is this see these are the opinions you don't get to see that's why i'm glad we have this that's why i'm glad we have the uh, griff report because these are the like raw middle moderate opinions of black women you just don't hear you don't, you don't, so I, thank you, Strong Dad, for secretly recording your wife in her hotep rage rant. Oh my God. It's like, I think it's because people don't like, niggas stop reading, because I lucky wasn't reading for a minute, you know what I'm saying? And then I was like, yo, okay, I'm tripping, like, I need to read books, because these, these white niggas read books. These Asian niggas read hella book. <laughs> okay? And that's why, you know what I'm saying, and then we see where they are. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just like, I don't know if it's because niggas not reading book, but like <laughs> they're not reading books for real. <laughs> they're not reading books for real because like, how are you gonna really sit up here on the main stage and say we're gonna kill whiteness and then expect them to be like, you know what, guys, whites and blacks, we need to come together. You know, you're right. You know. We need to, what are y'all doing, bro? Yeah, they're not trying to come together with shit like that. Y'all are fucking up the game. And then be talking about standing on business. Like, you're fucking up the game. And mm. want to call the niggas out on hood politics. You're not even applying politics, hood politics, to your fucking life. Mm. You're out here telling the ops that we finna kill the ops. What you think the ops gonna do? That's a good point. I always saw that. Like, I said this too, um... And one of those spaces, I had you know, one of those you know, black nationalist spaces they invited me on. And I was like, 
Yeah, I know y'all on the white man's app talking about what you gonna do to white people. Like, I don't know where y'all learned your tactics from, but that don't make no sense. You, you did like niggas talking about you ain't talk about this, you ain't talk about that. I'm like, y'all on the Fed app. They they just showed you the Fed's got a back door in the Twitter, and y'all just putting your whole tactics and strategy on the timeline. Like you're being rev how you gonna be revolutionary on Twitter? Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. <laughs> what? <laughs> like it don't make sense. Bro. It's hard trying to get these niggas to understand basic beginner level math. Mm. <laughs> and it's like we we will never get up. Black history. What are you talking about not Everyone. recognizing Africans like nigga, African American nigga, where do you think you came from? Maybe you're black. Mm. What are you doing? Like we uh -oh. don't slavery is not we're not from there. Where is slavery? Tell me where slavery is as a place. Uh oh. We from Africa, nigga. These niggas talking about some damn This isn't African history, this is black history month. What the fuck is wrong with y'all niggas? Uh, I love that she ended it on that. Ah, oh. <laughs> I love that she ended it. You niggas is black. You talking about you African American? Well, what do you think you ain't from slavery? Show me on the map where slavery is. Oh man, amazing, 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 amazing. I, I needed y'all to witness that. We're going to go to phone lines in a little bit. Text Hotep in your name to 202-596-5631. Text Hotep in your name to 202-596-5631. I'm going to show you something else that I saw on the timeline. I, I thought was slightly concerning. Slightly concerning. And this is in regard to, and this is this is right on, on pace with, um, uh, um, what she was talking about. Black History Month, you know, da da da. So King Randall put out this video, which I thought was absolutely brilliant, where he's teaching kids how to deal with police at a traffic stop. And I'm like, yeah, that, that that's exactly it. So I want to go to the timestamp right here. Just show you this one little clip with a timestamp. If Elon's app will work. His app never works. We just want the app to work, Elon. How you gonna be the king of video and your shit don't play video? Also, when you get pulled on your blase block. Yes, yeah, sir. All right, cool. He's coming back. Bring my license. He's probably gonna give me a ticket for not having my seatbelt on. Now, what's the wrong thing to do if I'm getting pulled over and he come he come up to the car? Run. Nah, what, run? We're not gonna run. And what what's the another thing we're not gonna do? Talk. Talk, talk, talk back. back. Cussing. Talking smack. All that stuff, right? Yes, sir. We're not doing none of that number if we get pulled up. We're not talking smack. We're not cussing. We're not telling them what our rights is. Blase, blase, blah. We're not doing Okay. So that was the part right there. We're not telling them what our rights is. Okay? Now, uh, this account, Big Malcolm X uh, Play Cousin, uh, I've seen this account around. They, they did do pretty well as far as viral tweets. And um, they got 167,000 views on this, 168, 510 retweets. And he says, be careful who you let, quote unquote, mentor your kids. A video teaching black kids how to give up their rights and increase their chances to be railroaded by the police is outrageous. 
This stepping and fetching video is what not to do when pulled over by the police. Exercise your rights. Now, there's a very, 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 very small gray area here, okay? And in order to show you that gray area, let's see if I can pull something up here and show you what that gray area looks like. Um, here we go. So uh, let's go here. Um, here we go. Let's play this. Let's put this on your screen. Let's play this. How to stand your ground. And this should be a very short conversation. You haven't even gone to check who I am yet. So I mean, that, you know, the, a passport is the highest form of identification. There's no higher form of identification. You're right, so everything fine. that you need to know who I am is right. in your computer screen. Okay, but I am going to issue you a citation I'm, because no, you're going. You can do that. That's fine. Okay. But I am on a do not detain list. It's going to tell you that when you get on that, when you get up, when you get to that computer. I'm just letting him know. You know what I mean? Because you act like I'm being difficult. All right, peace steppers. As you can see, sometimes when you're operating through the um, state national passport, you know, the p police may still operate with some form of assumed jurisdiction over you, right? As you can see in this video, the cop would try to talk about writing me a citation before he even, you know, ran my information in the database, right? Just assume that I'm a citizen, assume that I'm a part of the federal corporation when I'm actually a flesh and blood man living on the land with a soul given to me by the most high, you know what I mean? And I have the common sense, so that means I only adhere to common law. And if there's not an injured per party, then they have no jurisdiction over me. They have nothing that they can say to me, right? So driving in any form, there's never an injured party. And even if there was a car accident, which it wasn't, you know what I mean? Then insurance would cover that. And we always operate in the proper capacity, right? So when they operate with this presumed uh, jurisdiction over you, it's important that you tell them that your lawyer told you to not speak at all, only provide them with legal documentation which is a passport and to maintain your right um for silence because it will be held against you in a court of law because what the police is trying to do is find different ways to pull you back into their jurisdiction a lot of times people just get excited about the information right you know get the download and just follow the app and they're not really reading the information they're not taking the time to rescind their signatures to turn in their driver's license so at the point when you get your passport you're pretty much operating in two systems now you're saying you're presenting your passport which only says your name and do not detain but then you still have the DMV uh, database is still open and all your driving record and everything is still there so if you give them your social security number or if you give them your address these are things that tie you back in that database if you already haven't done what's necessary to re to rescind those contracts and put yourself solidly on the land so that's uh big step of y'all on um tiktok steppers only y'all on instagram this is somebody i follow i i've had him on the platform before yamashia and uh let's go back so that's the gray area, right? Where you're operating 
you know, in a different capacity. This is like, I know the Moors was talking about this stuff and, you know, um, uh, who was the other cat that used to make those videos about maritime admiralty law and, you know, your birth certificate is traded on the stock market and the queen of England owns all of that. Who was that guy that used to do those videos? Y'all remember that? T tell me in the chat if y'all remember and put his name in there. So this is the gray area. Okay. Um, the, where you have guys like Yah who teach you how to operate. Now, the one thing I will say about Yah is he does have the receipts. He's posted a bunch of videos, him dealing with police and, you know, whatever, whatever. But the one thing he did say was be quiet. Don't talk. Your attorney told you not to talk. Right. So when King Randall says, hey, Look, when you're talking to when you're dealing with the cops, you don't have to tell them your rights. King Randall's actually in alignment with what Yah is saying. And the people like Yah who teach that, you know, um, you know, I'm not operating a motor vehicle. I'm I'm driving a I don't know how 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 to I'm driving a car or something like that. I forget how they get around some of this legal framework. Jordan Maxwell. Thank you, Jordan Maxwell. So it's like that Jordan Maxwell, Morris Science Temple, Yah type stuff, right? But the main thing is he's saying is retain your silence, right? Maintain your silence. So um, this guy here is saying that he's teaching the kids, what does he say here? How to give up their rights. And I looked in the thread and there's a lot of pushback. There was a lot of pushback. You know, um, you got some people saying stupid shit like he was doing good until he started saying he's Republican and it went down from hill from there. And it was just like, all right, you're not even dealing with the video. You're dealing with you're not even dealing with the message. You're dealing with the messenger. So I can't take you seriously. Um, this person says man is being uh, as transparent as possible. He obviously believes this has and will keep him safe. My brother, why the negative outlook? So there was some pushback in the thread to this guy. And when I first read it, I'm like, I don't remember him saying anything wrong. I think, you know, um, a lot of the tips he gave, like turn your inside light on, keep your hands on the wheel, roll down your windows to show that, um, you know, you have nothing to hide. And people took that as, oh, you gave him a license to search. And I'm like, having your windows down does not mean you know, and this just comes back to the fact they're just mad because he's aligned with um, the white conservatives. White conservatives support him. So, you know, I I even saw somebody here uh, say something in the chat like, you know, uh, he's aligned with white conservatives. So you can't you can't take anything uh, he says serious, you know, so they're not even dealing with the actual work being done. But just because you have your windows down does not mean you consent to a search. Those are two completely different things. What you're saying is subconsciously you're telling the officer look you're safe i have nothing to hide my windows are down so you can see inside my car i'm not granting you access to search my vehicle but if you want to look from outside the vehicle i have nothing to hide and this is all great great advice but to construe what he said as saying that they're giving up their rights that's that's dishonest it's it's dishonest and he criticizes some people as saying hey you know uh, you guys fail at reading comprehension and i'm like I don't know if they fail at reading comprehension. I think you didn't comprehend what King Randall was teaching here, where he says, you know, he's basically telling the kids, you get pulled over by the police, hand them your stuff, 
and you remain silent, right? You have the right to remain silent. You don't have to be one of these people. And this is where they get it wrong. Some people like will take Yah's course and do it wrong where they go, you know, uh, they get detained and now they want to talk. Hey, I'm a more and I'm a sovereign citizen and these are my rights. And it's just like cop ain't even ask you for all of that. <laughs> He's just doing a routine stop. And you over here talking about shit. That's for the judge. You save that for the courtroom. You save that for the judge. Right. So he's, you know, King Randall's basically saying, don't be one of those people who feel like they got to add more to the conversation than what's really there. Remain silent and, you know, take your citation and and, and have your day in court. At, at the ultimately what King Randall is trying to do here is teach children how to have a safe and effective police stop so that there's never any question about their safety so that uh, a cop when he approaches your vehicle he doesn't accidentally discharge his firearm or tase you right because you may be one of those people who doesn't don't have their paperwork ready you reaching over to the glove box as it comes to the thing he's like oh he's reaching for a firearm and he now now you're a dead black man and a, and, and joe biden and democrats are grifting off your name and they got to call ben ben crump right so he's trying to avoid all of that basically saying, don't even give them an excuse. You know, he even mentioned having a dash cam. Don't even give them an excuse to say, don't give them any room to say, oh, he reached for something. So I thought, you know, I've seen a bunch of these videos go out from King Randall. Uh, let me go ahead and retweet this one because um, I think it's a valuable lesson. But um, he's done, you know, how to change an outlet, uh, how to change a tire in a car, brakes, oil. Uh, and, and now he's doing, you know, how to handle a police stop. And he even has a police officer join him to help out in this endeavor and this little activity. I think it's great work. And um, it, it's just unfortunate, you know, uh, you know, uh, again, strong dad's wife, right? It is always going to be somebody there to tear you down and be a niggy. And it's just like, cool out, bro. They give, give, give do props where props is due. And, um, and, and just did that be that, but you see the, the pushback here. Um, you know, what advice do you have for the kids? Um, somebody say, y'all be so weird. This person's just looking at him like crazy. Like what? So this guy said here, um, exercise your rights, quote unquote. Come on, man, be real. I wonder how that went for our brothers and sisters that were still gunned down by police that didn't give a damn due to our skin. At the end of the day, bro, in the video is just trying to get people home and see another day. Good for him because a cop going to do what he's going to do regardless. The advice for both his point and yours is to be wise and use your tools wisely. There are times to exercise your rights, but don't be stupid and turn a five minute stop into a five hour stop and worse. That's basically what he's saying. Right. That's exactly what he's saying. Um, somebody else says we live in a police state. We don't have rights if they choose not to observe them. Another great take. Um, this now here's the guy I was talking about before. He said, I warned people about this nigga. Whenever you have white conservatives praising you, you're a coon. So that's like really all it takes. It's like, oh, white conservatives like this guy, you know, and then this guy pushes back. He says, that's the case. Why don't you go lecture the boys to so push back uh, against that as well? Right. 
But this is the dumb shit, you know, that that happens on both sides of the political aisle where it's like, oh, you're around black people. You must be a DEI lover. Oh, you around white people. Oh, you must be a coony. You know, that type of shit. Anyway, let's go to the phone lines. Text Hotep in your name to 202-596-5631. And I'll be right back after this short, brief commercial break. <laughs> 